0: Hey everyone, this is that guy in Hutch, Jason Probst, and you're listening to that podcast in Hutch. So today in the studio, I have with me uh, in my intern, as what I tell people. I did air quotes around that because I don't know if, if what the official language is around air an intern or whether I provided an adequate job description for her. But I met Haley in the Capitol. Last year, uh, she was there with uh, JAG K students, and uh, we connected there, and we talked, and then I came and spoke to her class a little bit. And anyway, we've talked a couple of times after that, and then sometime over this summer, uh, I talked to her about interning with me and helping me out with the campaign. And even though uh, I think sometimes it's been a little bit uncomfortable for her, she's gone out walking with me, uh, knocking doors. And uh, I think it's been a fun experience. It has been for me. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, JAG-K and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with young people these days. So Haley, thanks for coming on. Of course. So tell me a little bit about JAG-K. A lot of people probably don't know much about it if they haven't had some contact with it.
1: Yeah. So JAG-K stands for Jobs for American Graduates Kansas, and it's a nationwide association where we get prepared for life outside of high school. We do mock job interviews, fill out fake taxes. Um, We learn how to file a mortgage, what a mortgage is. Um, We learn about all sorts of different things that you wouldn't necessarily learn in a normal high school class. And we do certain conferences called the LDC which stands for the Leadership Development Conference, and then the CDC, which is the Career Development Conference, where we get to compete with jag students in our region. There's four regions all over Kansas. And then if you pass that, you can go to state. And then if you pass through state, you get to go to nationals, which is in a different state each year. So it's just kind of a way to get us prepared and Expand over some difficult horizons that some students have, and it's just overall a very great career association.
0: And you've you've really kind of gotten yourself involved in this because you're not just in JAGK; you're an officer, and uh, and you've you, you've really been involved in the leadership with JAGK, right?
1: Yeah. So I've been in JAGK for four years now, and my titles for the Career Association are I'm region four president. So I'm in control of a, four, a whole region, which I believe has over 30 schools and, you know, over a thousand students. And then I am also the state secretary. So I have to plan a lot of things for the state and we go over, you know, rules that we want to, include, and just different aspects about JAG.
0: Tell me a little bit about how you got into JAG. I mean, or how does somebody get into JAG? I, I think from the conversations I had earlier this year, um, it, it could actually start in middle school, right? Yes. So how, 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 how does generally somebody get involved in the JAG program, and then how and why did you get involved?
1: So I actually got involved by getting pulled out of one of my classes in middle school, and they said, hey, we're bringing in this class. It's called JAG. And um, I thought it was really interesting. And so I joined back in, I believe, eighth grade. And ever since then, I just kind of followed through with it. But in all honesty, if you go to any kind of school or, and you go and talk to your counselors or the person who does your scheduling, if your school does have a JAG-K program, you can generally join it that way by just saying that you want in. Um, you know, that wasn't the case for the middle schoolers because we had no clue what it was. Mm-hmm. I believe the starting class was about 12 students for the middle school. Oh, wow. And now it's evolved. And at the high school, we have over 50 JAG students, I believe.
0: Oh, wow. So one of the things about JAG, though, is that it te- it kind of works with you on, like, real life skills, right? You talked yeah. about understanding a mortgage. And can you talk a little bit about kind of how important that's been to you? I mean, do you feel because of that that you're – You're almost 18, Mm -hmm. and and you wrote a big note on my wall that reminds me that you turn (laughs) 18 in eight days and that it's your birthday, and this is a very important day. It is. Okay. So do you feel like this has helped you kind of be a little better prepared for adult life than than you might have been otherwise?
1: I mean, I met you through JAG, didn't I?
0: That's true. (laughs) That's true. And that's gonna that's gonna pay huge dividends. I, I definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah. So.
0: I mean, I've I've, I've I've filled your evenings and weekends <laughs> with all this exciting and fun activity, right?
1: <laughs> Walking is not fun. <laughs> but it has helped me a lot. Um, I didn't realize how important some things uh, that Jaga taught me were going to be. So important we did budgeting with like our future careers and where you would want to live. Um, and then we've also looked through if you know any of my classmates had a bank account which most do in high school. Um, our career specialist had us go through there and pick out every payment we've made and realize how much of our money we're actually spending and then come up with a budgeting uh, a budget for that and then we've also, you know, we learned the different ways that you should dress for job interviews mm-hmm. depending on the job and you know how professional it is or how like kind of business casual it is and how to dress for those and kind of how you should you know send a cover letter with your resume or send a follow-up letter after applying or after your interview and just different aspects to help you really get a job and make yourself noticeable. And also through JAG, I did get another internship earlier this summer that I feel also kind of helped guide me with my future.
0: And and in the program, you get to you get to experience a lot of career opportunities, too. I know you took a trip to McConnell recently. I think that mm-hmm. was through JAG. Yep. Um, so it does provide a lot. In addition to, like, some of these, like, real functional, here's what you're going to need to know in adult life, it kind of exposes you to some other things that you might do, right?
1: Yeah. So it we also bring in people from different colleges all of the time as guest speakers. They tell us about their college and what classes are offered there, how long you'd have to be there. Um, we've brought in different people from over the community to come and talk to us about their business or what they do. We also job shadow every once in a while to with like jobs that we think we'd be interested in and just kind of follow them around for a day or a few hours, just depending on how busy your schedule is.
0: So if somebody, it, like there's a parent out there listening and they're interested in getting their kids involved with this, is it just sort of thing they can maybe talk to their uh, the school counselor or somebody in the building about, like a teacher or, or somebody?
1: Yeah, so if you're interested, talk to the counselors because they'll probably know more um, about it and getting the student involved. But it's definitely... A commitment with all the trips that we take. If you do want to go, you do need to make sure that your grades are up and that you're not failing any classes, or else you won't be able to go on these trips. And just kind of paying attention is really important because it's a lot of things that you don't think you need to know, but you actually do. And I think a lot of, I think most students should be in JAG because it's it's helped so much with just my future and being able to know what I want to do.
0: Do you think that, um, well, I was trying to think of how to say this, do you think that uh, the skills that you've learned in JAG, uh, well, you, you basically said everybody should take that because it would help for that, but but do you think that without, without JAG and without the skills you learn in there, you're, you're about to turn 18, pretty soon you might be going out on your own, Would you be as prepared for that?
1: Definitely not.
0: Yeah. And do you feel a little more confident that you can manage like a house and rent and a budget and all those things? I'm curious to see if you learned how much money you were wasting and how you were wasting it when you looked at your... It was
1: all (laughs) Chick-fil-A. It was all Chick-fil-A. Every like few um, little snippets of money, it was mostly Chick-fil-A. But yeah, it helped me a lot. I'm a lot more confident... And turning 18, especially with tax season, because now I know how to do that. It's not just going to hit me like a truck.
0: <laughs> because there are a lot of things that I think when you've been an adult for a while, you forget that there, you've done these things for years, but you forget like the first time you have to do them. Some simple things like doing taxes, renewing your insurance, getting your tags renewed. Uh, redoing your driver's license. Those are all things that require some effort and knowledge and understanding. But um, if you haven't done them, you sometimes don't even know where to look, right?
1: Yeah. And like insurance is also a huge thing. It's like making sure you have insurance. We've talked about that, especially car insurance.
0: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Can't drive without that. But it, we talk about all different kinds of life skills and it's pretty awesome.
0: Well, one other thing I wanted to kind of, kind of transition the conversation to, uh, talking about challenges and and things that uh, high school students face. You're 17, almost 18. You're a senior in high school. You'll graduate this year. Um, but I'm curious if you can maybe help me and help listeners kind of bridge a generation gap here. You hear all this talk about, kids these days or whatever. And I think that happens every generation. People certainly had views about my generation. When we were young, we were were all wearing flannel shirts and we were slackers and we were never going to do anything worthwhile. Um, I do still wear flannel shirts. This is absolutely true. But you know, I did go get a job eventually. Uh, (laughs) But I'm curious about, it's now 2022 you're of the generation that's about to leave high school and enter adult life. Talk to me about what some of the big issues are that are facing kids your age this day. This, in this day.
1: Uh, definitely a lot of it would be mental health because I know a lot of kids my age do struggle with a lot of mental health. And then another big thing is how social media affects our mental health because it's kind of something that's shoved in our faces. Ever since we were younger, we just kind of grew up around technology and social media, especially as we got older. And there are always these ideal looks or ideal beauty standards that are just kind of pushed upon us, not even you know, by force. It's constantly seen everywhere. Like the people who become famous are very skinny, very slim and so it you know that projects a lot and then seeing people do all these things you wish you could do or
0: like they're out living their best life or they've got money to go the places they want to go right that sort Mm -hmm. of thing
1: yeah so definitely a lot of that it's just it all just kind of piles up and you know being a teenager and that If you aren't busy 24-7, you're generally on your phone, and you're either on TikTok, you're on Snapchat, you're on Instagram, and all you see are these influencers and their perfect lives, with air quotes, Um, but you never really get to see what's behind the screen, Mm -hmm. behind the editing, and not a lot of people know that social media is fake, all of a lot of it is
0: so even though you know that you you know that cognitively you know that but you do you still kind of internalize that ideas
1: yeah I do a lot and it does take a toll but sometimes you just gotta kind of push it away for a little bit I've been trying to stay off of my phone it's not working but I'm trying Um, So that I can work on my mental health more because, um, especially with school, I've hit a patch of senioritis where I don't always want to be at school. I'm just kind of like, I'm done this year anyways. So what's the point? And then that taking a toll on my grades... So I'm having to pick those back up because I do graduate early. Mm-hmm. So I'll be done in February instead of May, but making sure that, like, I have all my grades up and I have all my work done before really anything else, I feel is where a lot of kids my age can struggle with that too, is making sure that all their schoolwork is done as well.
0: So it's it's. I want to make sure I understand it seems like on, on one hand, you you have to, well, on one hand, social media has been a part of your life forever, basically. I mean, it, for someone your age, it's been around since you were born. And so from the time you were able to interact with the world, social media has been a part of that. And uh, on the other hand, you recognize what it takes to maybe diminish the influence of social media, uh, but also knowing that that takes, uh, some self discipline right you have to have that that ability to say i'm not going to i'm not going to participate in this now until i do x y and z
1: yeah and that's been something i've been trying to do a lot more recently since i did let a lot of my grades fall and i realized getting in trouble is not very fun
0: hmm. no no not at all
1: so it's definitely something I've been working on, you know, making sure I try and stay off my phone at school unless I have all my work done. And then just kind of trying to study this weekend cuz we do have that this 4-day weekend which I'm very thankful for. Um, you know, get outside, read some read a book cuz I did get that new uh Long Live the Pumpkin King book about um the nightmare before Christmas. So I've been reading that. And then just kind of getting back out into, you know, nature like I did when I was a kid.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, aside from social media, I know there we talk a lot. And, and I think it, there's a lot of uh, entry points in teen life for mental health concerns. But So what is the conversation with your friends? I mean, what... What sort of, aside from social media, what sort of stressors are out there that create some of these mental health concerns or issues in in your age group?
1: So I do know some of my friends who, you know, don't have very good home lives or some friends who moved out really early and got emancipated. And just kind of having to know that you have to go to work and work long hours to be able to support yourself while still in high school. Um, a lot of kids take on work so that they can move out at 18 or pretty much just kind of home life is a big part of it or overworking themselves because I know a lot of kids do that and then to kind of block out, you know, how they're feeling or they use work to cope.
0: But what are some of the other... Um because I think we do hear this a lot about mental health, and mental health is a bigger concern maybe with younger people than it, than, it, than it has been before. I think it's always been some concern for young people because your brains are developing. You're not quite able to process all your emotions completely. Um, but what, what other things are kind of putting pressure, I guess, on on people in your age group?
1: I guess it could kind of be a lot of us matured quicker than most kids do or than we probably should have had to try and act like an adult when you're a child or be the bigger person like when you're a kid you're going to be a kid um also you know just a lot of stress if kids go straight into working when they're 16 Mm And then having to balance that, especially balancing your work life, your school life, your home life. If you have a relationship, your relationship, friendships, just trying to balance it all out. And then some days you'll go to school and then you'll go to work. It's pretty much like a 12-hour day. Mm -hmm. And that can be really stressful to not kind of have time for yourself. Or just having that break between school and work. Because you only go to work or school five days a week, mm-hmm. but then some kids are working over the weekend. So they were pretty much, quote unquote, working seven days a week constantly, which can get to be a bit much.
0: Well, yeah, if you're working seven days a yeah, week. Yeah, pretty you're much. active with like something. Like school yeah. and. So does anybody talk to you about how to like manage time? I mean, you, we talked a little bit in Jag K. I mean, it seems like maybe you learned some of that there. But generally speaking, is there kind of like a structure to say to, you know, people your age, like, hey, you know, it's really important to like take some breaks. It's really important to do some things that make life feel rewarding and fulfilling. And you're just not grinding away all the time.
1: You can try. It doesn't always work. I know I struggled a lot balancing work, school, my relationship, my friendship, and balancing all of that and then still having time for who's Haley? Yeah. How's she doing? And there just wasn't a lot of time for that. So I don't really try and give advice because I couldn't even take it myself. So... I feel like the best thing for me that really has helped was I quit my job. Um, And that has helped a lot with being able to balance. yeah, And just having more time for myself and to kind of work on myself and figure out who am I.
0: Yeah. Which is what you're supposed to be doing at this age, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So if you're just working and going to school, whatever, you're. I mean, somewhere in there, you have the opportunity to learn about who you are. But some of it requires a little bit of intention, I think. Um, tell me, uh, I'm, I'm a little curious here, and then we'll move on to maybe some lighter topics. In your age group, when when they look forward in the world, what what do they see? Are they hopeful? Are they pessimistic? Uh, do they are they excited about the future? Do they see it with dread? Uh, what 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 does your age group see? And I know it's very general, and there are individuals, and I don't want to paint everybody with a broad brush, but I I do think, in general terms, what's the at least in your experience? What what do people your age see? What do they worry about? What do they see going forward?
1: Um, it's generally pretty negative because we do have you know. The LGBTQIA community and that being more normalized, you know, being trans, we have all the surgeries and the hormones and all of that stuff. And then we also have people who are non-binary and people don't accept that you're either one or you're the other. Um, And just a lot of that is seen very negatively. So that there's that, and then there's also the he, the whole um, Roe v. Wade getting overturned, and a lot of women reacting negatively to that, especially kids or people in my generation, not very happy because we're about to turn 18, or we are just turned 18, and we're already having our rights stripped away. Mm. Like it makes women, more fearful to bring children into this world because in that off chance that something does happen, what are we to do? If we don't even have control over our own bodies, why should we bring a child into this world when they're not going to have those rights either? So that's just how I've heard from a lot of my female friends and you know, have seen on social media too, of people speaking out about how they don't want to have children because of it, or they're scared. And then it's just it's generally pretty negative because you don't really see much moving forward. It all just kind of seems like we're taking a step back,
0: so in some of these areas, you you look and you say, The the world isn't as free or as uh, not as free or not as open as it it would have been before. And so you're entering—I'm going to make sure I understand that. So the view being that you're entering adulthood at a time when kind of the world is constricting a little bit. Yeah. Okay.
1: And, I mean, I like that the LGBTQ community is getting— more recognition, but also with the Roe v. Wade getting overturned, how long till their rights are overturned as well? Because if we just keep, it's in, like just keep going back, like what all is going to be taken away?
0: Now it it seems that so is there a lot of talk about policy, like those sort of policies, and. Uh, politics and things like that in in your age group? Yeah. And and so there's a lot of discussion about that is like right now you're about to turn 18 is in that age group is there a talk about how you can participate in the system and cuz historically one of the criticisms of young adults is that they may care about things, they may have points of view that they're very passionate about, but they historically uh, don't participate in the system very well.
1: Yeah, there's talk about it, but also not a lot of people research enough or, you know, don't know, like, how they can register if, you know, they were going to vote in November. They don't know how to register, if they can register, and aspects like that. But other than that, there are a few kids I know that are just kind of like, I just won't vote then.
0: If they just if they don't if they don't know how to navigate these systems, they just will say, "I'm gonna sit on sidelines."
1: That, or if they just don't want any involvement because of, you know, being blamed or whatnot for voting for certain people.
0: Like they might do it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Or vote for the wrong person and then end up with bad results, right? Yeah. I hear that a lot, actually. The people that that aren't familiar and don't vote all the time. They have a fear that they're going to do it wrong and they're going to vote for the wrong people and then it's, it's going to be their fault when everything goes badly. Is that a feeling?
1: Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Just doing it wrong, you get the wrong person in office and things go downhill from there. So a lot of kids don't want that on their shoulders, Yeah, as you could say
0: does it feel like another a responsibility or another part of like oh this is another obligation i have to do yes oh, yeah, i can see that okay so let's talk about a couple of other things i'm interested in sort of trends or things so tell me like let's let's run through a couple of things like m- like music what are you listening to right now
1: right now i'm listening to a little bit of everything, primarily 80s and 90s, just because the, they have really good music.
0: Like pop, rock, both? mm mm-hmm. okay.
1: Both from the 80s and 90s. It's what I was raised on. And Is that
0: common or are you an outlier?
1: There's actually a lot of people that listen to the 80s and 90s, especially at like, our dances, like homecoming, prom, a lot of early 2000s and 80s and 90s are played. Okay. So it's it's kind of nice because there are songs generally everybody knows. But if we're talking about, like, today's music, it's generally a lot of rap or, like, pop music.
0: Okay. Um, what about, like, movies, TV, streaming?
1: So currently... I just started rewatching um American Horror Story. Okay. And then I've been obsessed with for a long time rewatching Legally Blonde Till I Can't Stand It Anymore. That and Mean Girls.
0: <laughs> oh, Mean Girls. So yeah. that's that's like a early two thousands movie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And then uh, anything Tim Burton, especially with it getting closer to Halloween. i love been watching my Tim Burton movies or uh, starting all the way from Annabelle's Creation through Insidious and The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. I will watch those all October, all November.
0: <laughs> so this is all like horror movie month, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite series of horror movies?
1: Uh, I love... Insidious and the Conjuring ones the most, but I also really like the It series by Stephen King.
0: Uh yeah. Did you read the book? No, or I didn't. I just watched okay. the movies. Okay. The book is huge, but it's very, very good. Um, and I've I know some people that have read that book several times. They love it so much. They just could go back through it over and over again. Uh, clothing.
1: Oh Lord. <laughs> so I guess one of the biggest trends. Streaks, yes.
0: streaks of purple hair.
1: They're not streaks. It's an under, <laughs> it's an under color. <laughs> so, I mean, more like vivid colors in your hair, I guess, is a trend right now. But also a lot of girls wearing like lingerie as tops. Or I know there are girls who show up at the high school and just bras and like shorts or bras and jeans. And they put a flannel over it, like it's a whole outfit.
0: And, and that, and that, is that a TikTok thing?
1: It's an everywhere thing, <laughs> at least like from what I know. The lingerie thing is kind of TikTok-y, just getting like tops that aren't as see-through and then wearing them as shirts. And then crop tops. <laughs>
0: Uh, what is your favorite? We talked about this, and you're, you know, notwithstanding that you're trying to maybe limit some social media, but what is your preferred social media?
1: Uh, TikTok.
0: And why is that? That's like the all the that's the growing platform right now. Yeah. So what 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 is so appealing about TikTok?
1: It's just you get to see so many different personalities, and which I think is cool because you, there are some. You know, plus-sized girls who are getting more attention, and it's good to see that body confidence. And then also there are just people on there who make me laugh. and Or they tell stories, and you're just like, oh, my God, that can happen? Or just the random things that you can find on TikTok is, or the random things that will pop up across your For You page.
0: Mm -hmm. Because there's an algorithm that... Predicts what you would like and sends mm-hmm. it to you, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you ever worry about that?
1: Yeah, there are some things that, like, I'd have had conversations with my friends earlier in the day, and then I'll see a TikTok that's like, oh, well, this tarot card is predicting this for you. Uh-huh. And it'll be really close to the thing I talked to, to my friends earlier about. I was like, that's creepy. And then I'll send it to them and be like, weren't we just talking about this? And then, you know, that pops up more and more. So,
0: so one of the things I always, not, not, and not just with your age group, in general, because these algorithms and all the social media are uh, effective in delivering content that you would probably want, but they're also bad in that they're kind of shutting out an entire world that you might not know about mm-hmm. otherwise. Do you worry about that at all? Do you worry that you're just being exposed through the algorithm to a, f- fairly narrow slice of life
1: yeah and i kind of realized that more with how much like hurricane ian was being posted on social media but you didn't see you saw people are like okay we made it out alive like i'm happy that you're good and your family is okay but you didn't really see much about how bad it got and how the poor communities, especially in like Puerto Rico, got hit and there were houses taken out or how bad their economy is going to be mm-hmm. just from that one hurricane. You don't really see the terrible effects, especially on social media. It's mostly like the here's how we prep for a hurricane and that's going on for like a day and a half. Of you seeing it, and then it's back to normal. And you don't really see much about it anymore until you go and search.
0: So, and it kind of, and there's a very, I mean, that kind of goes back to the thing about the perfect life, right? Like Mm -hmm. the the algorithm feeds and people only put on social media what they need. And in that case, there's a very real reason why you're probably not seeing some of that other content. People are probably, if they're in a desperate situation, are probably not
1: producing content. And they may not
0: even be able to, they may be without electricity or without the resources. And certainly probably producing content is the last thing on their mind. Yeah.
1: And it's just people, even people who live there, I've seen some people who don't even live there posting links. And the people who say that they're fine, like don't say any ways that you can help. And that's kind of what most people are looking for right now is, reliable sources to help, especially the part of Florida that really got hit and Puerto Rico and any other place that was greatly affected. And you don't really see many links or just really anything about it now that it's over.
0: So you're not seeing ways to, like, donate or help or do anything like that right now? And then does that news cycle, so to speak, move past that pretty quickly, and now you're probably the, this many days out, you're probably, your algorithm is probably on to whatever's next, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. So with it, you'll see it for, like, a day or two when it's really big and it's what's being talked about the most. And then after, like, those two days, you'll maybe see one post, and then you'll scroll past, and then you won't see another one.
0: Mm-hmm. And it just moves on to whatever the next trend is. Yep. Oh, speaking of trends, uh, what is your favorite TikTok dance?
1: Um, I honestly don't know.
0: You, you've, you have some though, right? I you've have not, some. Because we can't, talked about this. You.
1: Yeah, you've, I really think you should do a TikTok oh, dance. Oh,
0: I think that's not going to happen.
1: I think it should happen. <laughs> um
0: Also, m- making a TikTok video seems yes. exhausting.
1: You need, you need to.
0: I know, I know. You've said that a number of times.
1: Get your platform out there.
0: I know, I know, I know. But I can't, I can't do the dances, and they, and they change all the time. I can't keep up with that.
1: I will help you. <laughs> <laughs> I will be your TikTok manager.
0: Oh, nice, nice.
1: I'm not taking the spot away from your social media manager. I will just be the TikTok Good manager. TikTok.
0: Tell me one thing that you either wished people my age or older knew and understood about your people your age or something that you think is a complete misconception about people your age.
1: We're not all crazy. Um, we're not all, you know, bad and trying to kill you or whatever. Um, and then also just because you say you have an eating disorder doesn't mean you're going to be skinny. And that I feel like that's a huge one is people will talk about it and they'll be like, you don't have an eating disorder, you're not skinny. Which is back on, like, the darker side, but it's something that really isn't talked about is how you can have an eating disorder and not be the skinniest person in the world. You can't just – you're not just stick – or skins and bones. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that isn't talked about enough because, you know, there's anorexia, but there's also bulimia and binge eating and all of those other eating disorders that just don't get talked about a lot.
0: Is this something that is a issue and a conversation in your circles?
1: Yeah, kind of. A lot of people don't really talk about it because they're scared. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be judged. And it's just, it's frowned upon to say you have one and then not be skin and bones.
0: So the, so, so the people who might have an eating disorder, but don't present very thin and frail, like we traditionally think they, they then have a little, they, they're reluctant to share that. They, they don't yeah. want to talk about that because they don't, they don't outwardly look like they have an eating disorder. Yeah. And so then they continue, I guess then in that case, they, they still have the disorder um, but they're not actually getting treatment for it because they're not able to talk to anyone about that, right? Yeah, okay. And then you said, you're not all crazy and and uh, do you feel like people, like older people have the idea that younger people are like thinking about how to harm them all the time?
1: Uh, I definitely th- see sometimes that p- they think that we're out to get them, and we're not like with our crazy ideas or our colorful hair that we're just some sort of witches from Salem or something. And we're really not. And I feel like that's a misconception, I guess.
0: Yeah. That, that, that there's a, you think there's an unhealthy fear among some people that just in general your generation is uh, looking to just wreck them yeah right. well, what do you want if you're not if you're not looking to knock off everyone older <laughs> than you what is it you what is it you're after?
1: To be happy, you know, just be ourselves is definitely something that I feel like my generation strives for. Like I know a lot of people, especially my age as my hair is pretty dark and purple, we use like hair dye to express ourselves tons of makeup to express ourselves and just kind of be artistic. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so you see some people who sell their art. I have a friend who just went to K-State, I believe, and is an art major. And she's really good, but her art can be seen as darker sometimes. Mm -hmm. Or some of us aren't out to make the biggest amount of – the largest amount of money that we can make. We just – we know we want to do what we love and just kind of be ourselves be able to be ourselves in our profession.
0: And kind of and be able to pursue those interests, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Haley, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you being so frank and honest with me and sharing your insights. And uh, I, I I hope that you'll continue working with me uh, even after even after the election's over.
1: We'll see about that. Take care. You too.
0: I'd like to thank a few of the people who've helped make that podcast and Hutch possible. My son, Mitchell Probst wrote and recorded the music for the show, Jenny Burgett put together some great graphics and promotional art, and Chris Acker helps overcome my mistakes to produce a great sounding product every episode. That podcast and Hutch is made possible through a collaboration between the Hutchison Arts and Culture Collective and Salt City Sound. They're working to bring resources and infrastructure to support art, music, and storytelling in our community. If you have an idea for your own podcast, reach out to them at podcasts at saltcitysound.net. If you enjoy that podcast and Hutch, be sure to subscribe and share it with all your friends. You can also help support this production by subscribing to com or by emailing me at thatguyinhutch at gmail.com. To learn about sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Assault
1: city Sound Production.